0: This is episode 29 of Vicious Talk with Benny P. This is coming to you the day after the NFL Super Bowl where the Philadelphia Eagles beat the New England Patriots in a very exciting Super Bowl 52 game. Congratulations to Philadelphia and uh, the fans out there. It was a crazy night from what I saw on social media. (laughs) It was fun to follow kind of what was going on out there. it was a great game, and I'm a New England Patriots fan, so it was kind of heartbreaking to see that um, how it went down. But you know what? It was you could, there's nothing to complain about. Um, it was a it was a great game on both sides, and sometimes you just get beat, and you got to tip your cap to the better team. Um, but other than that, uh, we have a great podcast coming up for you. I brought on my little sister, Michaela Perez, and uh, we uh, we talked about some great stuff with what she has going on, and we talked about some basketball uh, because now we are past the NFL season. And i got to find some more topics for the podcast. And uh, I'm excited to kind of get some things going um, in more directions and get some creativity into this podcast. Um, We'll be talking about um, some musical theater stuff. Um, She's currently producing and directing her own short film. So it's a lot of fun kind of learning about what my little sister is going through with with that production and such. But yeah, this podcast is brought to you by our one and only sponsor, Action for Education. Action for Education is a nonprofit organization founded by my good friend and former podcast guest, Mike Mastriani. It's an organization that works to create affordable, accessible, and sustainable opportunities for education in Western Honduras. Their mission is centered around capacity building and using resources from the United States to enable Honduran communities to succeed in their own ways. Action for Education is always looking for more help, and they're currently seeking individuals to join their team on their next medical mission trip in March. It's a fantastic opportunity for students interested in pre-medical studies to experience the positive impacts that medical clinics can have for people in impoverished areas of the world. For more information, contact my good friend Mike Mastriani and his team at info at action4education.org. And if you don't have time to join them on on their next medical mission trip, there are a number of other ways you can help as well. To learn more, visit action4education.org and consider donating on their website to help their cause because every dollar helps. Without further ado, let's dive into episode 29 of Vish Talk with Benny P. This was a good one. Enjoy. episode of Vicious Talk with Benny P is a special one. My guest today is my first female guest to grace this podcast. She's currently attending Emerson College, getting her bachelor's of the fine arts degree in theater performance. Right now, she's producing and directing her own short film titled "Not Friends." She's also a bit of a basketball virtuoso, and unfortunately, <laughs> she's a big Clippers fans like my uh, a, a big Clippers fan like myself. Uh, today's guest also happens to be my younger sister. Happy to introduce Michaela Perez. Michaela, how's it going?
1: Hey, how are you?
0: <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. This is uh, you're my first my first female guest of the podcast. I guess it's a it's a good one to have my little sister on here.
1: Yeah, you much overdue for a female guest. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: know. I'm I'm into my twenty ninth episode. Mom's been uh, harassing me saying that I need to get uh, some more some more girls on here. <laughs> it's not on purpose. I just have I just have more friends that are guys, I guess, but I mean, um, a lot of those are I mean, too I have was, more Yeah. I mean, a lot yeah, of my episodes I mean, I have more friends like, that are
1: girls.
0: Yeah, for sure. Like I just I I like I've been talking a lot of sports and stuff and so a lot of those were were just with like uh my my friend Drake, my 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 friend Jake um and stuff. So I mm-hmm. mean, um but yeah i mean we'll we have some good topics set up michaela's been um you've been getting into a lot of different things lately in school um and so i figured we could talk about some of those um things you have going on especially with this short film you have going it's a lot it's pretty exciting for you i'm sure um and then it's also kind of exciting to talk about some basketball right now because i i don't have a lot of friends right now that that um Really follow basketball as much as you, so I figured we could uh, we could definitely talk about some good stuff with the NBA going on.
1: Yeah, I did some research yesterday, <laughs> double check on all my, my facts. All right, very um, cool. But yeah, I'm 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 happy to talk about basketball. You know that. <laughs> I
0: know we'll we'll, uh, we'll 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 save that for a second. Um, we'll, we'll let's get let's dive into what you have going on right now with uh, Emerson's uh what you what you're producing over at Emerson. Uh, so you're working on yeah. a short
1: film? Yeah. Um, so this actually is my first short film that I've ever done. It's my first big, big film project that I've ever done. I started off as an acting major, um, and then I realized that I was really interested in writing and like creating stories more so than just like taking someone else's story and um like interpreting it as an as just an actor i wanted to see like more of the process of it yeah Um,
0: i I know yeah well i know you've been kind of like secretive about some of your work you've done but this isn't even like the first (laughs) thing you've written huh so you've always kind of been interested in creating your own kind of stories and stuff huh
1: yeah um i started writing really young actually i think i i remember in middle school i had one of my friends, and I we had read Twilight or something like that, something stupid like that. <laughs> and it inspired us to um, like come up with this full on complicated plot line. Then I started writing some of that and never really finished anything. Um, but I starting college, I started getting better about like finishing projects, and um, this is one of the more well-developed ones that I, and I just really liked it. So okay. I talked to my roommate, um, I talked to my roommate about it, um, and told her that I had this idea. I was pretty much almost done with the script. Um, and that I really wanted to see it come to life on screen. Um, and she was like, well, are you going to produce it? Like, what's, what's your plan? And I said, well, would you be down to produce it with me? Um, and so it's since that it kind of all happened very quickly. Um, we came up with, like, okay, what do we need to get done in order to get this produced? Um, so we started um, doing edits on the script, seeing what we needed. Um, we made a list of like crew, key crew members that we need. Um, and our school is really great in terms of um, diving in on who, like, different people are specialists in different mediums yeah. um so we had a crew call um which is basically just people coming up and interviewing for us and we saw their resume and got to see um how did, what how their did you skill get those, sets are
0: how did you get like the, those ads out is just through emerson you just had a good network of, of people you could like advertise yeah putting something together and just people can apply for it
1: yeah so what i did was um we made a I mean, social media is so great in terms of getting the word out. Yes, um, that's how it is nowadays
0: this, for a lot of people trying to just do their own projects. Social media is, is a great medium for that, you know, advertising those things. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, there's this Facebook page um, for different things in Emerson. Um, so there's this one that's specifically for, like, crew calls and cast hiring um, that both Fatima, my roommate, um, and I are a part of, and once we knew that we wanted to produce this and wanted to get a crew, um, the first thing that we did was post on Facebook, and then um, I added together a poster um, based on one of the scenes in the short film, Um, and then we just put posters up around school, we promoted it a ton of times on social media, Um, and we got about... 30 or so people that came in and interviewed for us. Very cool. Um, and now we have 20 people in our crew. Um, not all of them came from our interview, (laughs) Um,
0: but are managing all these people, huh?
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm not only, it's really a lot of work because I'm not only (laughs) the writer, I'm not only the producer, I'm not only the director, I'm all three. Um, yeah. So there's, I'm, in charge of making sure basically everyone because if you know producers are the ones who are like always keeping organized the schedule and like making sure that we have funding which is a huge big deal making sure we have like locations making sure that everyone is able to make meeting times um that's like a job of producer that's something that i I really want to do in the future um but the director is also in charge of like working with the director of photography, which is also um, a cinematographer. Um, so the director works with cinematographer um, and the actors and that, yeah. so like that's adding another element on top of the producing job. Uh, yeah. So that's it's really a lot cool. of work. Yeah, so you're, you <laughs> take a lot of time.
0: Yeah. sounds like it, but I mean like, it's really cool how you're getting like this different perspective on this. Cause I mean, you grew up on the acting mm-hmm. side of all this stuff and, so you didn't really see too much about how the technical aspects of this kind of production like entails, you know. And so mm-hmm. now you're really, you're getting 100% hands-on experience now and all this stuff. And you're getting, yeah. you're getting an idea of like what exactly it takes to kind of put something together. And this is so small. I mean, it's like, can you imagine now what what kind of like a major production might, might have to go through, you know? Oh, yeah.
1: No, I can't even. Uh, yeah, I know. This is such a great. Like learning experience. I mean, it's actually not the only short film I'm working on right now. Um, I'm taking a, a, acting for the camera class, and we're doing a short film in that class where we're filming like an hour away from campus. Um, I go to school in Boston, Massachusetts, and um, we're filming in Concord and um, like a tiny farm, and it's like a $10,000 budget. Um, oh, wow. I mean, if you know budgets, that's not that much, but. Um, wow. It's still pretty big for, like, a college um, production, Um, and that one's a lot bigger than ours, Um, so, like, seeing the differences between those two and, like, how different scheduling works out and how different, like, it's so important to be communicative in this process because it's such a huge collaboration, and I, I mean, I grew up in theater. I didn't really have a lot of film experience before I went to college, um, but I think like the biggest thing that I've noticed as the difference between the two is that theater is a lot of like going off and doing work on your own and and like different parts like doing a ton of work outside of it and then coming together at the end. Yeah. This has just been like so collaborative from beginning to end. Um, I mean, part a huge part of it is the fact that. I'm a co-producer instead of just a regular producer. So um, me and my my roommate um, who is my co-producer, we like all we talk about now is just a short film, Um, (laughs) but it's just, it's just so important to like stay organized and be communicative and make sure that you're on the ball all the time and you're able to communicate if there's like, a disaster that struck so like i've yeah. ha- i've already had to deal with like a couple of different issues in terms of scheduling like we couldn't shoot on one of the shoot dates because it was snowing um <laughs> not
0: an and issue so, like it's just like a... little
1: things like that
0: <laughs> not an issue you run into when, not um, an issue when you're run out into here California. in la yeah
1: <laughs> no
0: but yeah i mean all those um, all of those um experiences like all of those skills that you're cultivating with this experience is are things that are going to help you regardless of what industry you get into and if you if you stick with this obviously this is directly related to some a lot of different things that you're you're really interested in but i mean regardless of what you're doing um for your career at like pursuits and stuff it's important to always be good at communicating good at staying organized management skills you're, Mm -hmm. you're managing over you're managing 20 people right now and so that's that's a valuable experience, mm-hmm. and so it, it, it's really, it's it's impressive, that, I mean, that you guys, you and Fatima have been able to really kind of get something off the off the ground floor and, and really get the ball rolling on it, it's cool. Yeah,
1: it's it's so cool, I mean, this idea that I had for the short film literally came from me listening to a couple of different Ed Sheeran songs, and then <laughs> accumulating it together um, to come up with this idea, Um and I'm I'm such a non fan of happy endings, and so the short film kind of reflects that. It has a very cynical vibe to it. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> um, it's just funny how like something started off as just me listening to music on the way to the tra- taking the train to school, um, and now it's a huge production that. We're spending four days filming with a twenty-person crew. I have two actors. We have a ton of equipment. I think we have about forty different pieces of equipment. Wow! Um, and it's just—it's crazy um, how much and how quickly it happens. You know, this by the time Fatima and I knew that we wanted to produce the film, it was probably like the beginning of December, and we start filming next week. So
0: that's awesome. It's so so crazy
1: how quick this all happens.
0: Yeah, very cool. So can you give me like a brief synopsis of of what the the general um, plot of the film is?
1: Yeah, okay. So it's totally like playing on cliches. Um, I mean, I read a lot of cliche books in high school um, and it's so playing on the fact that I did. Um, It's kind of playing on the idea of like, these two best friends that get together in high school and live happily ever after. Um, it's more talking about like long distance relationships. Um, me as a writer and like person interested in telling stories, I'm really interested more in like, I'm not, I don't care that much about plot. I'm more interested in like relationship dynamic. Um, and whether it's like romantic or friendship or like family type of relationship. Um, and so, a lot of the short film focuses on this relationship between these two best friends that it, it ends up like going sour. Um, so, yeah, it's very not a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> How long
0: are you trying to make the film about? Like what about what what kind of length um, are you looking at right now?
1: It's going to be, I'm, I'm shooting for about 15 minutes. Um, it's probably going to be between 10 and 20. Okay.
0: All right, cool. And, um, yeah, so
1: it's 16
0: you pages, I think. Oh, and, you, and you, wrote, you wrote the whole script, huh? Mm
1: hmm. Um, I had other people like read it and edit it, um, help me edit it. I did a lot of editing myself. Um, but yeah, I just, I, like I said, I was listening to music and then I was in my, I was taking and acting for the camera class and we were talking about, um, Shot selections and different scenes of like other um tv shows and films that we were working on in that class and it just i don't know that idea popped into my head and i started writing dialogue and just coming up with it and then i did some research on script formatting um and then it just came together cool. and i i liked it so yeah awesome
0: So, where where are you at right now in in the production? You're going to start filming, like, the actual cuts next week?
1: Yeah. So, um, I just had a rehearsal with the actors. Um, So, basically, what we did was we just went over, like, acting beats and, like, intentions. um, Just trying to, like, clean up um, what they were doing and making sure, like, if you know anything about, like, acting for um, film, a lot of it is just having conversations and making sure that, you're not acting almost. Um, the best acting is not acting, I think. Um, so we did that today. Um, and then on Friday, we have a tech rehearsal. So we're going to just like go through. Um, the big thing is that we have to be really well rehearsed because our schedule is really tight. Um, we have to shoot about four or five scenes in three days I think we're trying to accumulate it down to three so that's a lot to do um 20 minutes worth of of film is probably about 20 at least 20 hours um worth of film um so it's a lot about like making sure that we are well practiced and well rehearsed and so when we go to shoot we're not figuring out stuff that we should have already figured out, you know?
0: Yeah. Very cool. Um,
1: so did you, did yeah, you, but we're
0: almost shooting. That's awesome. Did you reach your funding goal with this yet? I know you said you had a Kickstarter, um, right?
1: Yeah. So I did reach my Kickstarter goal. We're at, I think six Oh five. Um, now, um, if you guys know, like if you know anything about budgets, uh, six Oh five is like not any <laughs> budget whatsoever. <laughs> um, I mean, get out um the big blockbuster thriller that just like blew everyone over the water was considered like a really low budget, and their budget was four point five million and that's considered like nothing in the industry so six six hundred and five dollars is like we don't have a budget um, <laughs> and so i meet i met the like we met the minimum amount that we need to function um at this point, like we're hoping we can get more because I found out yesterday we have to get more transportation for equipment because we're going to have more equipment than I thought. Um, so it's just like making sure that we have continuous, Um like funds because so much of film is really unpredictable and shooting can get super unpredictable. And it's a lot about problem solving and figuring out things on the, on the fly. Um, so sometimes those things cost money. So it's important that we still are, are research um like going out and trying to get more funds. Um, we just met the minimum, but okay. we're hoping to get a little bit more. So
0: if any of my listeners wanted to uh, donate to uh not friends, a short film production, where can I do that?
1: Um so it's on the Kickstarter page. Um the link is i can it's a really long link um
0: i'll post it i'll post it on my on on the uh, post that i have for this
1: yeah i mean if you go to the kickstarter if you go to the kickstarter page i think if you just search not friends short film um it should pop up um it's a girl on a swing so if you see the girl on the swing then you know you're in the right place um but yeah it's um, you can, I think there's, um, a couple different rewards that you can get. Um, one of them is like getting a, like, I think everyone who donates will get, um, a credit in the film at the end. Um, so you'll be receiving, like, you'll have like a special thanks during the credits and you'll include, they'll include your name. Um, our editor will add that, uh, in. Um, and then if you donate like 20 bucks, you get a um postcard with the logo on it. Um and we'll send that to you as with like a thanks and stuff. And then if you donate a hundred you can get be like an official executive producer. Um and if you know anything about like being an executive producer, it um a lot of people like Christopher Nolan does a lot of executive producing. Um they just donate money to the film and like make sure that it works, and then they'll watch the film at the end and be like, "Yeah, that's good." Um, but they don't really have. It's mainly like they're the they're so the, the funds the behind cows, operation. the operation. Cash cows
0: are doing Yeah,
1: that <laughs> um, but it's it's a cool pride thing. You can say you can add on your resume, "Hey, I was an executive producer of this this short film." All right. Um, All right, very cool. yeah. All right.
0: So, if there was one thing you've learned from this this experience so far, do, do you have anything like one piece of advice for anybody that's trying to put together a, a little bit of like a passion project like this? Do you have anything?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think the most important thing is like to just go out and do it because I, I didn't have a ton of experience going into this. I, I just wanted to try it and, and I had always wanted to do a project like this. Um, and I want to do a ton more in the future. Um, but Just making the decision that, hey, I have this script, I want to do it, what's keeping me from doing it, you know, and as long as you're passionate about the project, and as long as you commit to going through with it, there's going to be bumps in the road, but it's going to happen, no matter what, you're going to figure it out, Um, so I think as long as you, like, put yourself out there, and you try on the project, and you stay organized, and you commit to it, um, it's definitely doable.
0: Cool. All right. Very cool. So, when the finished product is done, where can uh, my listeners view the uh, the short film, Not Friends? Where can they see it? Where are you going to post it?
1: Oh, um, we're going to post it on Vimeo, um, which is like a video website. Um, and the link will probably I can send it to you once it comes out. Um, we're shooting, so we're shooting this weekend, um, next weekend, um, but it takes a long time to do post. um, And we have like one editor right now. We're going to try to um, locate another one, Um, but we're not looking to have it out until like May, April. Um, So once that is done, we'll put it on Vimeo. Um, I have to talk to crew and make sure that we can, Um, we might put it on YouTube. Um, And then we'll also be sending out video um, like dvds um, files if we can um, digital files it, so if you donate to the project you definitely get the link, um like all of this and links um, and emails um, but if you don't I can send it to you um, once we have a final project product and you can put it on your your page with the link
0: cool all right sounds good yeah it's a it's, a, it's really a, it's exciting I'm, gl- I'm glad you're you're working on this this is yeah. For you.
1: Yeah. I. I. This is what I want to do. Like I have learned so much, and I'm obsessed with this process. It's a, It's fun to see stories come to life in front of you, um, <laughs> and like see the process from beginning to end. It's, it's so cool. Very cool. All right. Well, let's
0: uh, let's transition a little bit here. Then that's some good stuff. Um, excited to see it. Not, not friends coming out hopefully in April or May. Um, but we're let's transition a little bit to uh, a little bit of NBA basketball. So, Michaela, mm-hmm. uh, you and I are have the unfortunate—we uh, share, unfortunately, <laughs> we're we're both fans of the Los Angeles Clippers because we grew up here in LA, and we uh we we didn't go. Our to dad had season tickets. Yeah, we didn't. We knew, <laughs> unfortunately we didn't have the money to have season tickets for the Lakers growing up. So we we saw the, the likes <laughs> of the 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 Clipper teams with like Elton Brand, Corey Maggette and we saw those teams growing up for the Clippers. Um and then when Blake Griffin came to LA, that was like when the Clippers started to get like they're they were a serious a serious team. Like people had to start taking them seriously. They made mm-hmm. it to they made it I mean they actually they didn't make it past the second round at all with that, which was pretty <laughs> which was pretty disappointing, but it's it, I, well, I mean they were in the you, playoffs
1: I think for like Six years in a row? Five or
0: six? Yeah. They were, they, uh, I don't know. The Clippers are probably one of the most haunted franchises in, in professional sports nowadays. Um... I think
1: it's the curse of the Clippers. I do. <laughs>
0: yeah. Watch
1: Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin is going to be healthy for the rest of his career. Watch. Uh...
0: I I don't, I don't I wouldn't put money on that to be honest. <laughs> I know I know it's hard. We're, we'll talk about this Blake Griffin tray because I, I mean I I know it's hard as Clipper fans to see a guy like that go for the last how long has he been in the league now eight years? It feels like he's been just kind mm-hmm. of like yeah AR9. the most exciting player to to watch in the Clippers uniforms like ever probably. Um, but the guy doesn't stay mm-hmm. healthy. He he doesn't like there's a there's an undervalued on on health and, and durability in the nba like players need to stay mm-hmm. on the court and blake griffin his body just isn't built to to withstand 82 games of the season and it's like every year there's something new with him or, or a nagging injury or, or like he breaks his hand punching the equipment manager what two years ago last mm-hmm. year it's like two years yeah so I don't know. I, I, I have mixed feelings about Detroit because I love Blake, and I wish him the best in, in Detroit and stuff. But I, I I think that it was a good move trying to move on from him. Um, and and basketball-wise, just on the court, they got two good starters in Tobias Harris and uh, Avery Bradley. Those two guys are good quality players, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and they got a first-round mm-hmm. pick. Um, but, I mean, I just think Griffin, is, if, if you're going to put your all your eggs into that basket, you're going to have a hard time – uh, finding reliability in him. But, I mean, what do you think? What, mm. are, your, what are your feelings?
1: Here's, here's how I feel about it. Okay. In, the, like, in terms of asset, I think the Clippers won this trade. They, I think Tobias Harris is a great player. I've always liked Avery Bradley. I liked him when he would play for the Celtics. I think he's a great defender and he's yeah, exactly. a great two-way player. Um, and then you also get picks, and you also free up a ton of cap space for the next, couple of seasons um because Blake Griffin had a huge contract and they also they don't talk about it but um Bryce Johnson had a a contract that wasn't very friendly either so they got Detroit to take on that as well um this is why I think the Clippers lost this trade the Clippers very publicly stated to Blake Griffin that he was a Clipper to life uh for life they told him hey hey, we want you here until you retire. They mocked his retiring his uniform in the banners. They gave him this whole spiel about how important he is to the franchise, how he's the face of the franchise. This was all very, very public. Um, And then they give him this huge spiel, and six months later they decide to trade him. And they didn't even, like, they weren't able, even able to beat him to the punch in terms of, I mean, beating Twitter to punch.
0: Um, yeah. he found out on Twitter. Like Griffin found so out bad. through Twitter.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's really bad. Um, so the reason why I think the Clippers lost this trade is um, in combination with the Chris Paul rumors about Doc Rivers, who I, I think is gone after the season. He has one more year on his contract, but I don't, I don't think he's going to last um, past that um if not sooner um but hearing all the rumors about with Chris Paul and then seeing how they reacted to Blake Griffin and how they um clearly don't value loyalty uh I just I don't see free agents wanting to come here you know I don't I I don't why would you want to go
0: it's not it's yeah I, I totally feel you it's not a comforting feeling I mean, what do you think was a colder? What do you think was a colder parting of ways? Blake Griffin here with the Clippers or Isaiah Thomas with the Celtics last off season?
1: I got, I gotta say Blake, just because you know Isaiah Thomas was bigger. I think was a bigger shock for me. Yeah. Is, um Instead of the Blake trade, I mean, they had talked about looking for assets for Blake. Um, and I think there was a like a cryptic comment. I think Blake Griffin did know that he was being shopped around. Um, I, um, but here's the thing with Isaiah Thomas. It happened during the off season, and Boston didn't give him this whole spiel about how he's gonna be in Boston until he retire.s You know, and at the end of the day, like. Kyrie Irving is just a beast he they Boston got the better player oh, yeah. he got significantly the better player of the trade
0: have you been I, I mean I, I've like,
1: seen a little bit I haven't
0: I, I mean I, I, Kyrie Isaiah Thomas is, is nowhere near on the same level as Kyrie Irving right now and I mean he doesn't look 100% yeah, healthy. No. but Kyrie Irving is uh, he's the top 10 player top 8 top 7 player I mean it's like
1: Agreed. He's probably in top five for the point guards right now.
0: Oh, he's got to be um, in the top three if in point guards. Top,
1: top three, probably behind Curry. Do we count um,
0: oh, Harden. Harden as a point guard? Yeah. I mean, he's right on par with kind of the level of, like, Russell Westbrook in terms of the ability yeah. to run a team.
1: Yeah. I think he's a better teammate than Was- Russell Westbrook, but Westbrook is a better player.
0: Yeah, talent Does that wise make sense? I can just like yeah, if you're like playing pickup basketball, yeah. you might want Westbrook on your yeah. uh, on your team more than Irving.
1: Yeah. Um, but for me, the Isaiah Thomas trade made sense. I I actually thought they were going to trade that before the trade actually happened. I thought it made the most sense when I heard that Irving wanted to leave the Cavs um, because Boston is the only team that has assets at this at that point. Um but for me, Boston didn't make any promises for for Isaiah Thomas. Um, and Boston is known for—I mean, um, Danny, Danny Age—he's Age. known—he's—he's yeah. he's he's... known for being a little heartless. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, an
0: old-hearted son of a bitch,
1: huh? <laughs> he is. He is. So that trade, like, while it was shocking a little bit at the time, it wasn't surprising to me. This trade with Blake Griffin was really surprising for me. I didn't think it was going to happen just because the Clippers had put, seemed to put all of their baskets in the Blake Griffin um, signing over the off season. Yeah. And then to go six months later and just totally disregard the loyalty that he offered them. And now they don't have a, a I mean, their closest thing to a true blood, blood Clipper, Clipper is DeAndre Jordan, who we don't even know if he's going to be with the team In four days, yeah, yeah,
0: you're you're right, you're right. I mean, they don't really have an identity at this point, and I think it's gonna take Mm -mm. them moving venues at the at the very least venues. I mean, realistically, I love the Clippers. I hope they stay in Los Angeles, but I mean, yeah, for the sake of the franchise, if if Steve Ballmer wants his team to maximize its ability and and like brand. And and such. I mean, it's gonna be. It's, it would be behoove of the of the Clippers to look into moving up north to Seattle. I think they should. Seattle yeah. should have a team in the first place, and that's and Balmer kind of has ties up north in the Pacific Northwest, and
1: um, I mean, but I could to- it's I could so totally difficult it. to go from. It's yeah. so difficult to go from a such a high market with um in la to such a lower market in in seattle well seattle is, seattle is
0: has like a... t- well they're they're like a top 10 sports city if, you, if they move to them like they're, they're they're no they're no like slack of a they're not like i mean there but are worse the cities thing. that have basketball franchises like okc um i mean there are a lot of teams like charlotte and i mean there there, there are a lot of cities that don't really deserve basketball franchises more than seattle Um, but you're right. LA, LA comparatively is a lot bigger, a lot more money here. Yeah. Um, and
1: who in Seattle is just going to automatically adapt to the Clippers too. The Clippers are a hard organization to love
0: (laughs) Yeah. as
1: a Clipper fan. I I can say that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, but then they, they they need to, they need to get out of Staples center as soon as possible.
1: They do that's true I, I, and it helps the thing that the clippers have going for them is that they have someone who has a great reputation for building strong teams and and Jerry West, and then they have the best the one of the they have the richest owner in sports in balmer um, who seems to really love the team um, and wants the best for them, so if you have that combination you can't. I hope that they can't be this bad for so long, you yeah. know.
0: Yep, yeah, I agree. I can't
1: go through another horrible Clipper phase.
0: <laughs> I know. We need we need some success out of them within the next like five years or so.
1: <laughs> I know. God, if they can just make it past the second round, they don't even have to make it to the NBA Finals. As long as they make it to the Western Conference Finals, <laughs> I'm content with that.
0: True, true, true. All right, Michaela, quick question for the NBA. If you were LeBron James, where would you go this offseason? Where would you go? Uh, I,
1: I looked into this question. I think there's three teams that he, that have a shot. Um, I think you either stay with the Cavs and hope that they can sign some good players in the offseason. If I were the Cavs, I don't care what I have to give up. As long as I can get rid of Tristan Thompson's contract, I would trade I retrayed for DeAndre Jordan just because Tristan Thompson Thompson is taking so much contract space up. Yeah. LeBron um,
0: really – okay, so LeBron wants to put a lot of blame or whatever. It seems like that he's upset with the Cavs right now. But it, yeah. ultimately, his fault they're struggling right now. He forced ownership to pay yeah. a way overpaid J.R. Smith and Tristan Thompson, his, two, his two, two of his best friends on the team. And those guys don't deserve the mm-hmm. money they're being paid.
1: No, they um, don't. But here, here's the thing. Here's why I think that LeBron will still stay with the Cavs at the end of this offseason. I would not be so sh- shocked. Is LeBron not going to retire as a Cavalier? Because if he leaves the Cavs, this is it. That he can't go back to the Cavs. Third time. So yeah. is he just not going to? Re- is he just not going to retire as a Cavs? Which just seems so disappointing. As like he grew up in Ohio, the story is so great in terms of like. He brought so much to the city. He, he is a Cavalier, you know. Um, and it, just to see him not retire as one, even if he does a one-day contract, I, I just don't. I don't know if I, I, as a basketball fan, I feel comfortable with him not retiring as a Cavalier, you know. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so that's my first team. Um, the second team, I don't. I, I have an unpopular opinion. I don't think he's going to LA. Um I just don't think either the, the Clippers or the Lakers have anything to entice him. The Clippers um, are not
0: the Clippers are not in, in the picture. But the Lakers I think are, are no. an option. I think they're an option. He'll probably interview with them. I
1: just why I think he will. I think he'll go to see them, but I just don't think in the long term the Lakers are years away from winning a playoffs. Even I mean. if LeBron goes to the team, who's to say LeBron can, in the the rest of his career, able to, who knows he's able to, like, bring the team together oh, enough yeah. the to win reason, a championship in the time he's there?
0: Yeah, the only reason I think that the, that the Lakers might be in play is that there, there would there would be a total roster overhaul that, with with LeBron going there. So LeBron, but what if mm-hmm. he was able to get Paul George to go with him? So what if LeBron and Paul George go to the Lakers next year? And then the year following that, Klay Thompson goes to the Lakers. So that, those. That's
1: a lot of ifs though. Yeah. Uh,
0: But I mean, LeBron. I I don't think. LeBron's the only kind of player that can manipulate the league like that. I mean, you saw what he did in Miami. He he completely overhauled that entire Miami team back in, I think, like about 2010, 2011 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. and so that's the only thing I could think with with L. A. He wouldn't just go there with the guarantee of playing with Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram and, no, and Kyle no. Kuzma. Like have, he has, he should have no interest in. They that. have
1: to, they have to have signed Paul George already. And I don't think LeBron and Paul George with um, Kuzma and and um, Ball. I don't think that's enough um, to win a championship, um, especially in the West. Um, I LeBron, don't think it's enough LeBron's I mean, 32
0: years old this is his 16th year in the, in the league I think it's like. mm-hmm. and it's like okay so he's number one still but clearly right now he's the best talent in the league still but it's like mm-hmm. how much longer is it gonna last I mean he hasn't ever had mm-hmm. a major injury and he's just one torn ACL one blown Achilles one mm-hmm. injured shoulder something something big happening where he goes down for a couple months and he comes back never the same it's gonna happen it's gonna. Yeah. To I, don't,
1: I don't think he's going to LA. I just I don't see him winning a championship as he goes to LA. Um, and I think what he's looking for is a championship. Um, so the team that I actually think he is a good shot of going, um, and it's going to be difficult for the team, um, but it's doable. Is I think he might be go- be going to Houston. Um, I think that oh. long term it it would be the biggest super team. Um, I think it would knock Golden State off um, with Harden, Chris Paul, and, and LeBron. I would not be shocked if I saw that. He loves Chris um, Paul. He LeBron, Chris Paul. yeah, Chris Paul is his best friend. Um, and seeing and I, they've always talked about wanting to play together. And Houston is the team that can let that happen. They're the only team in the league that can let that happen. And I think that wherever LeBron ends up at the end of this off season i think that's the team that he's probably gonna stay with for the rest of his career unless he signs like a one year deal and decides to change it up yeah um but i i just think that he's gonna stay there until the end um and if that's the case does he want to play with his best friend you know um what's the other team? and my other team is the biggest i don't think is. Possible? I don't know. I don't know. I keep going back and forth on whether it can happen. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he went to the Seventy Sixers. Um,
0: yeah, I, I just can see think that. they
1: have. He can bring. He can bring a lot to that team. Um, and with the combination of his his experience and just, I mean, he's the number one player in the league. Um, in combination with. The best um, young talent in, in Embiid and, and Simmons, um, and if Fultz can get it together and, and shoot correctly, uh, I think <laughs> that one. in a couple of years, <laughs> I think it, in a couple of years that could win a championship. Yeah, um, that's not bad. So there, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised.
0: My my two teams that I think you're leaving out a little bit, the the number one team I think that he should really consider is in the same state as Houston. Same state as Houston. I think he should look at the Spurs. I mean, how cool would it be to mm-hmm. see LeBron with, with with Popovich as his coach? That would be. Really, I mean, that would be a hell of a yeah. basketball story. Um, and you saw that story earlier this this uh, I mean this season um, about Kawhi Leonard kind of complaining that they don't really have the ability to to attract major free agents. I mean, it's possible that's kind of people. It seems like teams are starting to angle themselves to try to create some sort of campaign for LeBron. And that might have been mm-hmm. the, kind of the start of something for for trying to get LeBron to consider San Antonio. Uh, yeah, I think that'd be really cool. And with Kawhi I... Leonard and LeBron and Aldridge—that would be a hell of a three te- three star team right there. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: and I definitely think that's an argument in terms of the league is starting to emphasize coaches. Um, and it's kind of obvious with the Cavs coach, just in terms of, like, Tyler. the Cavs coach has not done a good job at all this season no, in terms looks, of getting yeah. – he has not gotten what Brad Stevens got out of Isaiah Thomas. Um, and I think that's a big part of why Isaiah Thomas hasn't been playing as well as he did in Boston. Um, yeah, you might be right. And then same with, same with Crowder. Because Crowder played significantly better in Boston. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, I I mean, I think players are going to start going to where good coaches are. And so those are going to be teams like Boston. It's going to be teams like San Antonio. It's going to be teams like the Rockets, you know. Um, So I I definitely see this first argument as well.
0: Yeah. I think another one. So LeBron James, people want to say he's he's the GOAT of our generation. And people, (laughs) he wants to try to – I mean put him on a I mean if he can't pass Jordan he will at least wants to be mentioned in the same breath as him. And right now it's mm-hmm. it's obvious that Jordan was the better player. Like in terms of peak talent, mm-hmm. LeBron will never be able to match him. But in terms of the overall mm-hmm. career LeBron probably has the best sports career of all time, maybe on kind of par with Tom Brady. Um in terms of just mm-hmm. longevity, um and consistency and such, but LeBron should if if he wants to put another like star on his cap, he wants he he wants another stripe for himself, kind of a huge a huge accomplishment, I think that he's gonna look at a little bit towards the Knicks in New York. Just because the Knicks Mm. they're they're not good right now. I'm not saying I'm not saying this is where he should go. I'm just saying it's it's something to consider because if he were to be able to turn around the Knicks franchise and win them a championship within the next couple years he that would be the greatest accomplishment of his career. It would be. And the Knicks are like it would. Next, ever since the, the Cubs won the World Series back in 2016, the Knicks are now the next sports franchise to have this kind of like anticipated championship. When the Knicks the next time the Knicks win the NBA title, it's going to be like the most anticipated thing since the Cubs won the World Series. It's going to be a big de- big deal. And mm-hmm. so if LeBron really wants to make a huge splash right before he calls it quits, the Knicks would be something to consider. That's all I'm saying.
1: Yeah. I mean, out of all of them, I think the Knicks is the furthest um, argument. I totally see the the want to put his name on the map um, and agree that if he won a championship in New York, that, that would be it. Um, but... Just that, with that would be my so tough. issue with the Knicks, the, the my issue with the Knicks is that their organization is just not done well the past it's, couple of years. Yeah, it's been toxic, in terms of.
0: But, I mean, it, it yeah, clear that Phil Jackson's not there anymore. He was a terrible executive. Yeah, but
1: still, <laughs> like after hearing all the things that are happening in the Cavaliers' locker room and and how frustrated LeBron has been with the Cavs. To hear him wanting to go to a place that has been known to be toxic—I mean, it's gotten better now that Phil Jackson's gone, but still, like, you,
0: yeah, they that's a good point. people let
1: Phil Jackson walk over him. Like, you LeBron, think he's gonna want to go to a place with that much drama yeah. going? Ron
0: is so easy going that you might be right. He might just like this is just not the place for me because it's just it's it's too tough. It's just it's too toxic, too mm-hmm. emotionally draining. He's so easygoing mm-hmm. that. I you're right. It, it, it's it's a long shot, but it'd be interesting. It would.
1: Mhm. I right. mean, for New York, says sake, I, I would like love that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> for sure. All right, let's do a quick let's do a quick redraft of the NBA All-Star teams. You want? you down? Okay. All right, so do you, sure. have, do you are you looking at the grid I made for us? Yeah. Okay, so we have 24 players. You could be LeBron, so you get the first pick. Okay. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be Stephanie okay. Curry. I mean I
1: would pick LeBron first.
0: No, but the, that's <laughs> um, how that's I... how the, the captains will do we'll we'll do some role playing. So that's how, I'll be I'll okay. be cap, I'll be the captain of Curry's team, you be LeBron James, you be your captain. And you get the first pick okay. and you have to pick your starters first. So you have to pick um your four other players that are gonna that start got... next to you. So, yeah. cause, so the, your first four picks are gonna be your starters. So you have to look at some centers. Okay. You have to you, you can't pick like five guards or whatever. So um yeah but you go ahead take the first pick
1: okay I agree with LeBron I take I Durant
0: first okay. yeah you I think go- you can't <laughs> let Curry have
1: him you yeah. I mean I it would be a toss-up between Harden and Durant for me for the first pick but you can't let Curry have Durant um in terms of like if you want a successful team you can't yeah. let it, that happen
0: all right give me Harden okay. I'll take Harden <laughs>
1: Okay. Harden's um, probably gonna be the
0: MVP this year.
1: Yeah. Uh, I uh, I have to pick a point. Um. Uh, I am I picking what the um people voted? No, no, no. no. Yeah. Like well, this, the starters.
0: You no, you could pick whatever you want. You could uh, you could put you could throw another starter if you want. I think. Uh,
1: you know, I think just because it's LeBron. I pick Kyrie as a point. Alright.
0: Alright. Yeah. You got you so your first two picks were the two people that people would like never want LeBron to play with. <laughs> Alright, but those are two good players. I I would probably have to go with the same. I would I, I don't blame you for those two picks. Um but I'm gonna take Giannis. I'll take Giannis.
1: Okay. Um <laughs> Uh I guess I'll go with Davis next. It's a good pick. He's good. Yeah. I I we I need a tall person.
0: <laughs> yeah. Anthony Davis is a stud. All right. Yeah. Think? He's had what a great think? season. I will go with Alright, this is tough. We're getting to the middle tier now. I will go with, give me, uh... you're right, I got to get a big now. Anthony Davis was the clear cut, best <laughs> one. All right, I'll go with Embiid. I'll take him.
1: Okay. Oh, that, that puts me in, okay, I have... Durant can play – you know, um, Davis is the center and Durant as um, the power forward, I guess. And then LeBron the small forward. I forget that. I have LeBron. Uh, so I guess I pick a guard. I guess, I guess I'll pick Westbrook.
0: All right. I don't hate that pick. Westbrook's a stud. But he's going to be your starter now. So that means you have <laughs> – Yeah. So who do you have? You have LeBron, Davis – Durant and Irving, and now and you're Westbrook. taking Westbrook. So that's your starting five. Yeah. That's your starting five. Yeah,
1: it's a it's a scandalous starting five.
0: <laughs> a lot of a lot of in terms of
1: yeah, and and <laughs> people that have played together before. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right, let me look what let me look at my options here. I got Curry, Harden, Giannis, and Embiid. I need a I need. What do I need? I literally need forward slash all right. Yeah, look. Um I like Oladipo. I like Draymond. Um let me think I will take give me Draymond. I'll take Draymond.
1: Okay. Interesting. You're making Draymond your starter. Um so I think this is a hard decision to start. The I'm between right now. I'm between DeRozan or Butler um, to start my
0: very good second unit. Very good options.
1: Um,
0: I like your I like your thinking.
1: Uh, just because of Minnesota, God, I got to go with Butler. All
0: right, I like that pick. I like Butler. He's a stud. Give me. Give me DeRozan, I'll take him.
1: Um, I'm gonna go with Towns next.
0: Oh, you're going with the Keep two Minnesota. The two, uh, Minnesota's Minnesotians. <laughs> All right, give me, um, give me Clay. I'm, I'm Curry. I'm I'm playing oh. Curry. I'm I'm doing a little bit of role playing. I'm gonna take Clay Thompson.
1: Oh. Um, I'll go with Aldridge next.
0: And you're good. You're good at this. I like that.
1: I like. Aldridge. <laughs> I'm just he played, it with record first. He's he's. Remind me, Aldridge is tall, so I forget. And he yeah, yeah. keeps changing players. Is he? Does he do small forward or power forward more?
0: No, Aldridge is a power forward center. So that's not okay. A bad thing. Yeah, you needed you need a little more height. Although you have Towns, um, but I mean, yeah. you're starting and you're starting five, you only really have Davis, who could play kind of like the big man down in the block. So. Yeah, he likes to stretch the floor a little bit. So having Townsend Aldridge off the bench is not a bad, not a bad option at all. All right.
1: I think Irving's the smallest person on the team. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right. I'm stuck between two. What do I need? I'm going to take, I'm going to take
1: Porzingis. Okay. Right. Um, Any guards now. Um,
0: I'm interested because there's two between. In my opinion, there are two clear options here for the guards. So I'm oh, interested to see.
1: yeah, it's Lillard and Lowry. Um,
0: I disagree, <laughs> but do you who think? do you do think? Your do your thing. I'll tell you after.
1: Uh, uh, I'm gonna go with Lowry. All right, he's good.
0: You can't go wrong with these guys. They're all all stars for a reason. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go with. Um, I'm gonna go with Paul George.
1: I was gonna, I was think Paul George, but I have, I have two, I have three. Um, Butler's small forward. Aldridge is. I have a center, and I have a small forward, and I have a power forward. And yeah, I couldn't go with Paul George. Um. um I don't know. I'm thinking Beal.
0: You need some shooting.
1: I like it. You need some missions? Yeah. I like Beal. I mean, the big the big shooter in my group is Durant. You have a m- majority of the sharp shooters.
0: Yeah. All right. I I'm going to go with Oladipo. Oladipo is a stud this year. Completely really rechanged change his body. Um and that trade for George for Oladipo is looking like a very fair deal at this point.
1: See, I haven't watched. I haven't watched. He played for um,
0: OKC okay, last the Pacers. year. He's, yeah, he's, on the, he's on the Pacers now. Oladipo is having a really. I good haven't
1: watched there. a lot of the Pacers yet.
0: Um, All right, so we're looking at. We have four players left: Gordon Dragic, Andre Drummond. Al Horford and Damian Lillard.
1: You know, just because I like him, um I'll go with Horford.
0: I don't hate it. I like I like Horford too. I like him over uh Drummond right now, for sure. I, uh, yeah.
1: I just think he's and then it helps that we have Irving on the team. Um and Irving plays really well with Hor- Horford. Um yeah. Give
0: me give me the best so rapper. I, give me the best rap artist in the NBA, Dame Lillard. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He he's got a little attitude on him though.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, right, so we're drawing Drummond, Drummond and Dragic. Who do you need?
1: Um, I'm going to go with Dragic.
0: All right. Dragic is good. But I yeah, kind of I, I, I kind of keep... wish Lou Williams made the All-Star team reserves over Dragic. Yeah,
1: I Yeah. I mean, they he wasn't going to because I mean, I think if um the players that got injured were in the West, Lou Williams would have been a given, um, but because they want to keep the even amount for um, East and West, yeah, I, cool. I think that they just couldn't take Lou. It's a bummer. Lou did have a good. He's been playing really well.
0: Yeah, I agree. All right, so we're looking at Michaela has LeBron as his captain. He's got Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Russell Westbrook, Jimmy Butler, Anthony Towns. Aldridge, Lowry, Beal, Horford, and Dragic. It's a good team. My team is looking at Curry as my captain, James Harden, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid, Draymond Green, uh, DeMar DeRozan, Clay Thompson, Porzingis, George, Paul George, uh, Victor Oladipo, Dame Lillard, and Andre Drummond.
1: How close is this to the actual draft?
0: It's pretty close. Um, I know that you're starting.
1: I, I know that Bron, LeBron. Yeah, LeBron he has Anthony is, Davis, Durant, and Singus. Yeah, I but, think he
0: and Westbrook
1: is on his team as well. But I think, um, I think Drummond is starting. No, it's not Drummond. It's Paul George is starting, or something like that.
0: I'll take a look real quick.
1: I don't know because so, it used to be, it used to be, um, what's his right. name? Yeah, Boogie Cousins. Yeah, Boogie Cousins. I would Cousins with, uh, with Cousins. the torn,
0: I mean, um, you know, the torn, ruptured Achilles. So LeBron's, I mean, I would have picked Cousins too. So Lebron's so. four starters are himself, Ir- Irving, and Durant, and Anthony Davis. So the guy replacing uh, Cousins, Cousins.
1: Uh, Boogie,
0: would be Drummond. Right, I think you're right. Is it? I mean, it should be Porzingis, no? So Porzingis might be starting.
1: Is, I uh, is it? Tr- but okay, doesn't he have Paul George too? Or no?
0: Yeah, he does have Paul George. I don't know. I don't know who's gonna start. I don't know. They, don't, they just have Boogie Cousins still in the starting five here on the NBA, NBA, NBA.com. Uh, but my my starting five are. Giannis, Curry, DeRozan, Embiid, and, and Harden. So I have all those guys actually. Um, so, <laughs> but I also have Jimmy Butler on my team. If I'm Curry's, not I'm not saying my team. I'm saying Curry's team. Curry. Um, in, in the real in the real game. So, and then he has Hoard. I think... he has Kyle Lowry and he has uh, he has Cat. So it's a little different. We have a couple things differing from the from the real, the real game. But it's, yeah, we have similar teams for sure to the real thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. All
0: right. I like it. Yeah. All right, Michaela. This has been a lot of fun. I don't know
1: the i yeah. This is cool. Um Yeah.
0: Damn.
1: I don't <laughs> LeBron when he drafted the first time, I was like, Oh, like he obviously has a better team. Like,
0: yeah. It's not injuries, even gonna be fair. The injuries but up. then the
1: injuries, yeah. So I don't know who is the better team now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because, I mean, look, he had John Wall go down, Kevin Love go down, and Boogie Cousins go down. Three very good players. Yeah. Curry hasn't had anybody get injured on his team that he picked.
1: LeBron has lost three of them. Yeah. Um, But still, I mean, I think the starting five, I mean, in terms of LeBron, Davis, Durant, and Irving – are stronger than Curry's starting five. Yeah. It's even maybe, even with the I, addition of who I don't know who's going to start with them, but I think that those four are better than
0: the other yeah. options. I agree. It's uh it's interesting to see how exciting this NBA All Star game is going to be in real life actually because um, they're offering a hundred thousand dollars to every the, every player on the winning team, and then I think twenty five. Yeah, K so they might actually losers. try. Yeah, so you might see a little they bit more defense.
1: <laughs> they watch them next seasons. They're gonna start emphasizing defense now that they added that.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. I, I mean, like, who's who's a great defender on this list?
0: The best defensive. They're all, on all
1: here? kind of eh. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean. Durant's
1: pretty decent.
0: Yeah, Davis is down, pretty decent. It comes down to kind of who who tries. I mean, yeah, I would say Durant and Davis are good defensive players for for LeBron. Um, I mean, Giannis, Clay is a
1: great defensive player.
0: Yeah, Giannis and Embiid are good defensive players for Curry.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Draymond is really good at defense. Horford's
1: good Clay. At defense.
0: Clay. Um, even um, even Towns is pretty good. Um, Aldridge
1: is pretty decent.
0: Yeah, Aldridge is decent. Um, Goran Dragic plays pretty tough. Um, Paul Jordan is good. I
1: miss miss Kawhi. No doubt, Kawhi would be the best defensive player if he was healthy.
0: Yep, I agree. (laughs) All right, Michaela. Okay. It's a lot of fun.
1: Well, It's been fun. Yeah. Thanks thanks
0: for coming on. You were my first female guest. I think it went pretty well. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: All right, Michaela. I'm always
1: down to talk basketball. Bye, Ben.
0: (laughs) All right, Michaela. I appreciate you coming on. Stay stay warm out there in Boston, all right? Yeah.
1: Don't be slipping
0: around too much.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I always forget forget to bring, like, other types of winter gear. So, like, I never wear a hat. I never wear a scarf. I never wear, (laughs) like, gloves. I just wear my, my coat, and that's it.
0: Yeah, that's not good.
1: <laughs> nope it's not it's not very smart all right Michaela, um, yeah
0: thanks for coming on i'm looking it's, forward to hearing been more real. about your uh your short film not friends i'm excited to take a thanks. look at it when it's uh when it's done i'm glad you're you're having a good time thanks. doing that so far so that's a wrap for episode 29 of vicious talk with benny p thank you all for listening and thanks again to my little sister Michaela perez it was a pleasure doing this with you and i will be happy to post and share some of those links that we were mentioning uh, for her Kickstarter and her uh, her publishing page for Not Friends, the short film that Michaela is working on. Please continue to follow the podcast at soundcloud.com slash vicious talk. You could also find us in the podcast section of iTunes if you search Vicious Talk with Benny P. So that'll do it for episode 29 of Vicious Talk with Benny P. All of my listeners, go out, have a great day, and always remember to be vicious.